Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 80. Here in Las Vegas, masks indoors are back for all, whether you're vaccinated or not. Plus, we talk with Emmy winner Derek Huff, who can't wait to be back with people again. In our new Vegas Revealed interview, he talks about his new show at the Venetian. I have so much pent-up energy and and excitement for this um, that I'm just ready to hit that stage. It was great to catch up with Derek. Well, also, new restaurants are coming, new shows announced, and Team USA gets the Gold Cup in soccer. Plus, our NHL team trades some really beloved players, and Vegas is pretty sad about it. The list goes on and on. We have so much to talk about. Let's just get right to it. Spin the wheel. Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 80. Sean McAllister here, along with Dana Roselli. And you know, Dana, it feels like we're living in a time warp. We're (laughs) kind of going back in time, and not in a positive way. No, I know. So many people are interested in knowing about this, and that's that masks are required for everyone indoors here in Las Vegas now. And we're talking about public indoor places, which of course includes our resorts and casinos. So mass required, whether you're vaccinated or not. Yeah, and this is something that a lot of people weren't happy to hear because Las Vegas was just kind of moving full steam ahead, mm-hmm. um, but ended up being one of the the hot spots for COVID transmission. Mm-hmm unfortunately. And so, you know, when the CDC came out and said, you know, let's start to bring back masks for high transmission areas, Vegas was on the list. Right. And we're seeing a lot of, I told you so, you know, they expected with visitors coming in from all over the country and in some parts of the world that this might happen. But yeah, so whether you're vaccinated or not, you have to put the mask back on. And it's, you know, causing a lot of, you know, back and forth. And obviously people who are vaccinated are a little disappointed that they have to put the mask back on. But we don't have social distancing or capacity limitations yet, I should say. Uh, so it's just the mask. People People are still coming. They're still having fun. I saw the traffic coming in last weekend on the highway. It was still bumper to bumper. It sure was. So it doesn't seem like it's affecting too much. And most people, you know, just abiding by the rules. Been to a couple different casinos in the last week and didn't seem to be a problem. People had their masks on and and that's that. That's that's the rule now. Yeah. And one of our listeners, John Durandi, who has been in Las Vegas for the past week, we've been messaging back and forth with him. And he said, you know, it seems like from from what he's seen, people have been following the mask rules for the most part and things seem to be fine. He said he was cool with it and still got to Good. go and see everything he wanted to see, you know, mm. eat where he wanted to eat, do what he wanted yeah. to do. So it's not really hindering people right but it's just what you got to do right now i know it it, and listen i'll be the first to say it is annoying (laughs) it's hot outside and the mask and walking indoors and you know for me i just find i don't want to be out for long periods of time no like with the mask on it becomes a lot so it can be frustrating and especially obviously if you're vaccinated like we are you're right it feels like a step back we had freedom i had to dig out my sparkly mask last night when I went out for an evening engagement. <laughs> I had the same thing. Ha- I was driving somewhere yesterday going out to dinner, actually. Yeah. And as we were, you know, leaving, we left the neighborhood, driving down the road. And 
Shane, my husband, and I looked at each other. We're like, oh, crap. Do we have any masks in the car? Yeah. And we didn't. Mm -hmm. We just got so used to not having them. We had to go back and dig into the bag and pull some out. I know. It's something that we have to get used to again. We don't have to wear them outdoors. Um, That's good because... You know, obviously we've got the pools and everything like that at the right. resorts. That, um, but it's so something that it is affecting, and, and not everyone, because people have been asking us, what about shows? Are they canceling? And there haven't been a whole lot of shows that have canceled. No. But we do have a hypnotist in town, uh, Mark Savard. Great guy. has been on the strip performing over at the Miracle Mile shops there inside planet hollywood for years and years and years and years so he was happy to get back on stage but now he sent out a tweet that you saw last week um it caught your eye anyway saying that you know what i just it's really hard to do a comedy hypnosis show during mandatory mass mandates he says people's facial reactions are everything in this type of show i'm gonna go on pause again i'll reopen the show when indoor mass mandates are lifted safety is always our first priority so felt bad for mark that he had to shut down again i know it's a shame to you know for our entertainers here in las vegas to just be on this roller coaster right and when it looks like things are headed in in one direction then it gets jerked back a little bit Mm -hmm. hopefully everyone can just (laughs) wear a mask, do what we need to do to stamp this out. Uh, But just on a totally unrelated note, Dana, you mentioned the Miracle Mile shops over at Planet Hollywood Mm -hmm. and something that just came out within the past few days, they are now charging to park. Yeah, it's a big deal because they never have. No. Ever. And And that's a big garage too. And I think it's pretty pricey, like 12 bucks for four hours, up to four hours. I think the first hour is free. But then the first, I think, four hours is $12, and I think 24 hours is $15. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to go and park there, you may as well just park there for 24 hours because <laughs> right. it's not that much more. Yeah, that's not my favorite parking garage. I must say it's a, it's a bit of a cluster over there. So I don't know, maybe actually charging for parking might help a little. True. Calm it down because, yeah, whenever I go there, I'm always like, oh, boy, here we go. Yeah, so masks are back. Parking is new at Miracle Mile Shops. All right, let's run right through the new shows, the new restaurants, all the big announcements this week, because people like to keep up to date on those. Yeah, a big uh, country announcement. Reba McIntyre, along with her buddies Brooks and Dunn, they've had a long-running show over at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. They opened back in 2015, but they've just announced their final dates of their Together in Vegas residency. That is December 1st through the 15th and I believe that coincides with the national finals rodeo that brings a big country Mm. crowd into town Uh, so Reba Brooks and Dunn their final shows coming up in December those tickets are on sale now and a big festival announced for the Las Vegas Festival Grounds. And that, if you're not familiar, is right at Las Vegas Boulevard and Sahara. So it's north of the Wynn and Resorts World, but south of the Stratosphere. A great area for festivals. They announced this Lovers and Friends Festival there being put on by Live Nation. And the lineup, Sean, is insane. And everyone picked up on that because literally they had one day scheduled and it sold out in an hour. They've now had to add a second day. And we're talking about uh, Saturday, May 14th, which is sold out. And now they've added Sunday, May 15th. But let's get to this rundown. Yeah, I mean, it seems like everybody is on this list. We have Lauren Hill, TLC, Sierra, Nelly, 
Brandy, Neo, who is from Las Vegas, Trey Songs, Ja Rule, Timberland, Ashanti, Akon, T-Pain, Lil' Kim, Eve. I feel like uh. not mentioning some of these people is is going to seem like they're lower on the billing, but these are all superstars. All good. Usher is also on the list, and of course, we know that he has the residency over at Caesars Coliseum now, which I know that you're going to be talking about a little in a little bit, Dana. You were able to just go. Yeah, I, I finally went. You had gone, and I actually got um, to go to the Ush backstory pre-show party as well, so I'll fill you in on that in just a little bit. But Lovers and Friends is this festival uh, that was supposed to only be one day. It's in May of uh, next year, 2022, Um, but they sold out the tickets so quick that they've added a second day to this festival. They sure have, and tickets go on sale August 9th, and they expect them to go really quick. So I guess the folks that were on some list before get pushed over onto this pre-public sale, and then if there's still tickets left after that, They'll open them up to the public. So they'll probably go quick. If you're interested, I would definitely um, hop on there. It depends when you're listening to the podcast. If it's over the weekend, then you still have a chance. But if it's after August 9th, I have a feeling the tickets might be gone already. If not, you know, hop over to their website and check it out. Yeah, and Lovers and Friends, the world's largest R&B and hip-hop festival. So it's no wonder that it has such a great lineup. But Dana, there's also boy band news. (laughs) That's right. There's been a lot of boy band news lately. There has. And now 98 Degrees is hopping on board. They are going to be performing over at Mandalay Bay Beach. That was just announced last week. So, you know, Nick Lachey, Drew Lachey, and then Las Vegas' own Jeff Timmons and also Justin Jeffrey are all coming back and hitting the stage, was watching some TikToks of them doing some dance rehearsal, so it's funny to see them back at it, but uh, they're great, you know, have some major hit songs, and and we know Jeff Timmons personally from interviewing him many, many times through the years. Great guy, yeah. Uh, I Luminate is a new show that's also coming to Las Vegas. Um, You may know this group from America's Got Talent. It's a dance troupe, dance and performance troupe, Um, But they kind of perform in the dark and they have these suits that light them up and they kind of look like uh, neon characters. It looks like they're outlined in neon and they're up on this dark stage doing these crazy performance things. It looks like they're flying through the air, but it's an illusion with the way that they use their, their costumes. And it's really an innovative and cool show. Yeah, and they were supposed to be over, I think, at Planet Hollywood, but then COVID hit. And so now they have signed a deal with the Strat, and they'll be over there. Congratulations to iLuminate. Can't wait to see that show. Also, a big congratulations to the Australian Bee Gees. They celebrated their 3,000th performance on the Las Vegas Strip. Great show. It's a tribute show to the Bee Gees. Uh, They sound just like them, literally. I remember them being in the studio a few times when I worked over at the TV station. And if you heard it in the other room, you're like, who's playing the Bee Gees album? And you're like, wait, no, it's the Australian Bee Gees. (laughs) (laughs) Staying alive, staying alive. Oh, so good. Listen, <laughs> congratulations to them. Uh, go see them at the Excalibur. They are there and doing doing their best to keep things going even during this whole mask situation. Yeah. And, you know, we talk a lot here on the podcast, at least over the past several episodes, about station casinos. And this is the group of casinos that's you know, locally owned, a local family here in Las Vegas, started it up. They have several off-strip 
uh, casino properties. One of them is Sunset Station over in Henderson, and that has a great amphitheater that just opened up for shows again. Yeah, and I went to see country star Justin Moore perform there. First of all, I love the outdoor, grassy, you know, it's got it's got seats, but then it also has areas where people just had a blanket out, and then they have lots That's of so different, nice. yeah, like food trucks, and, and you can grab a beer. It was a really, really nice night, and Justin Moore was super excited to be on stage in Las Vegas. It's, you know, as he said, it's been a while. Good to see you guys. It's been too long. What y'all been doing the last couple of years, man? Great show, and they have more booked at the amphitheater. Coming up, they have Trace Atkins on August 14th. Trace is great on yeah. stage. He's a great performer. Isn't he honky-tonk badonkadonk? I don't know. I think he is. <laughs> but I like that song. Lots of badonkadonks yeah. going on at the amphitheater. All right, and a Chris Angel update. Just want to mention, we've been talking a lot about his restaurant because Sean and I went up there and then we said it was going to open and then we said that it was delayed a little bit. He did have a huge opening. He was there. Great turnout. Um, We're talking about the restaurant that he opened up in Overton, Nevada. Yeah, it's called Kablip, Chris Angel Breakfast Lunch Pizza. And um, Chris has had to kind of scale operations down pretty much to a close mm-hmm. uh, because there has just been so much demand. He has said that they've been running out of food and because of the demand, it's been so busy that he needs to get his staff better prepared to deal with all the crowds that have been coming out there. So at least for the next couple of weeks, it's going to be closed for business while all sorts of training and stocking happens. Yeah, he said it'll reopen again at some point in August. So, um, But listen, congratulations on the overwhelming response because, you know, part of that is in raising funds for childhood cancer. So we support that. And obviously the people of Overton are excited to have a cool new spot where they can eat, they can get some Italian ice, they can get some coffee, they can see some magic in the back room. So congratulations to Chris Angel. And again, be patient, everyone. It will reopen. Speaking of restaurants, this is somewhat similar. We're talking a new lounge by Lisa Vanderpump. She has a successful lounge over at Caesars Palace, and now she has announced that she's opening a new one at the Paris Las Vegas. Yeah, so a lot of people know Lisa Vanderpump because she was one of the Beverly Hills housewives on the hit Bravo series, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. On that show, you see that Lisa opens up bars and restaurants. She and her husband have opened up Mm -hmm. a ton of them in West Hollywood and around Los Angeles. Then a few years ago, they opened up Vanderpump Cocktail Garden at Caesar's Palace. And let me tell you, people go crazy it's for that place. always packed. There's it's, a line outside every time I walk by. I just walked by to go see Usher last night, and there, it was packed. I was over there a, a couple weeks ago, and it was before the doors opened to the restaurant lounge. Mm-hmm. And, and the line was already full of people just waiting to get in. It wasn't even like the doors were open for a while and, you know, they were waiting for tables to clear out. This was just a a line of people waiting for the doors to open. So there's obviously huge demand for Lisa Vanderpump in Las Vegas. And she's not dumb. She's going to open another one now Uh (laughs) over at the Paris. And it's called Vanderpump. I don't know my French very well. Uh, Paris? 
Ah, uh, Paris. <laughs> oh, see, I would just say Vanderpump Ah, uh, Paris. I don't know the Ah. Uh. I think it means Vanderpump at Paris, probably. probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took Spanish. <laughs> Me too. Three years of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's gonna so she's gonna open that. It's gonna open sometime this winter. People were asking where it is going to be located, and it's kind of next to the check-in lobby desk. So. Um, if you're interested, you'll see it right when you walk through the main doors, you'll bend to the right and it'll be down there. I think right at the beginning of the kind of walkway of shops and restaurants. Yeah. And Lisa Vanderpump used to live in Paris. So she's committed to making this a a truly authentic uh, Parisian experience. As soon as you walk in the doors, they've partnered with a furniture maker to have their own custom furniture and light fixtures, all that stuff. And of course, great cocktails and ambiance as well. So uh, Vanderpump à Paris, opening at Paris, Las Vegas this winter. And a couple restaurant mentions too. Venetian wrote us and said, hey, we've got this amazing announcement, a Japanese dining concept called Wakuda. Hopefully I'm saying that right as well. It's by chef Tetsuya Wakuda. Apparently this is opening in the spring of 2022. And I guess it's a game changer uh, when it comes to Japanese restaurants. It's the first high-end, purely Japanese restaurant hmm. that'll be located at the Venetian. Because a lot of the, uh, there's been a lot of Asian fusion in the restaurants that we've seen popping up. So um, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see, you know, how authentic the experience is going to be. Like, do you take your shoes off and know. sit at the, the like a teppanyaki table <laughs> and... Hopefully, because we're always up for something new, right? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love we're... Japanese cuisine anyway, Me though. too. So good, really. Um, another restaurant that's going to be opening at Caesars at the Forum Shops is RPM Italian. And this is by Juliana and Bill Rancic. Yeah, Juliana uh, was a host on the E! News network for years. And, of course, you know, always a fixture on the red carpet at the Oscars. Her husband, Bill Rancic, a businessman who was on uh, The Apprentice uh, back in the day. Mm, I believe he actually won. I think so. And they've developed uh, restaurants in Chicago, and now that is coming here to Las Vegas. Yeah, and when I did send out a tweet about it, everyone was responding super excited about this one because they're like, the one in Chicago is amazing. Yeah, people love it. They <laughs> yeah. go crazy for it. So, and apparently it's the the partners of, it's called Let Us Entertain You Restaurant, and it's uh, RJ, Jared, and Molly Melman, and then the celebrity couple, Juliana and Bill Rancic. So it's a big team. They have a bunch of different restaurants uh, in Washington, D.C., a seafood restaurant, and, and Let Us Entertain You also has a bunch of restaurants in uh, Las Vegas as well, including Monamiga B. Yeah, I think this restaurant is going to hit it out of the park over there at the Forum Shops. And switching from food to sports, we've had a lot going on here, Dana, including a world-class soccer match. Yeah, this was huge. Kind of, for me, popped up out of nowhere. I just started seeing stuff about it like two days before the big match, which was going to be held at Allegiant Stadium, which was held at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, Mexico versus USA. Uh, That day I went shopping on the Strip, and it was like every light there were people waving mexico flags in my face and beeping their horns yeah. they were there i saw people at aria dressed in the lobby in full gear i mean people came out in droves for this match for the gold cup for the gold cup yeah and i think there ended up being over 61,000 people inside allegiant stadium for this matchup 
the United States won Woo-hoo! one to nothing <laughs> over Mexico. Um, and of course, they had to party down on the strip to celebrate. Right. They went over to Dre's nightclub and some great pictures were sent over by the team there. And you could see they're holding their trophy and everyone was excited for them. So we love it when folks win and then they celebrate in Las Vegas. They happen to be in Las Vegas already. A lot of times, though, teams will win someplace in the country and then they'll fly to Vegas and right, go out. Right. So this one, they just had to roll on down the road. But congratulations. I did see a lot of chatter about the parking for the soccer game and it was a lot of back and forth and frustration. I think Allegiant Stadium is is still working that out. I did see someone comment, though, and say, you know, yes, it's mayhem, but I also tried to go to a game or something at a stadium in Florida, and it was the same thing. Like, maybe this is just what getting to a stadium is like, and we didn't have one before. So we think it's a hot mess, but maybe this is just what you do. You have to wait in line to park. You have to sit in traffic for a while. I mean, I don't know. Well, I, I think that is that is part of it. Yeah. Because at T-Mobile Arena, you know, that's what a lot of people are comparing the experience mm. to. But it's three times more people over at Allegiant Stadium than what T-Mobile Arena can handle. True. And when you look at the crowds that are going to T-Mobile Arena, not everybody is driving there to attend a game or event. A lot of people are staying on the strip already mm-hmm. and using other modes, whether they're walking or taking trams or whatever to get over there. Allegiant Stadium is largely commuter traffic getting into a kind of industrial area yeah. with a bunch of side streets, not a lot of parking. So and not easily walkable from the strip. No. And you can walk over that bridge, but it's not like in the heat, you know, the summer heat, it's a lot. So it's something to I mean this might be easier in the fall, maybe. In the fall it'll be yeah. way easier. Yeah. When it when the temperatures are cooler, that walk won't be nearly as daunting. But when it's a hundred plus degrees and up to one seventeen, walking a mile is a lot. And I think it's more than a mile to even get from the rideshare parking lot to the stadium. So, you know, just to let our listeners know how far of a walk we're talking about from some of these remote parking lots that, by the way, you still have to pay between 50 and 100 bucks Mm. to park at those lots. So understandably, there's frustration, still some kinks to work out. Right. Um, Frustration as well when it comes to a couple trades for our NHL hockey team here in Las Vegas, the Golden Uh, Knights, the Vegas Golden Knights. It's been a rough one for fans. You had to bring it up, Rosalie. I know, I know. And we won't get into huge, huge detail. We really just need to say... Two of our favorite players were traded. (laughs) Marc-Andre Fleury, our goalie since the beginning and creation of the team. Um, We call him Flower. And he was traded to Chicago, and it was kind of, I guess, unexpected or something that no one wanted to ever really believe would happen. Yeah. So shocking, I guess. And then apparently he found out on Twitter and didn't get the phone call before it was announced because people start talking and they hop online before anyone gets to make that phone call. So a lot of people didn't like the way that it was handled. 
Yeah, some people saying, hey, you know what? This is sports. Get over it. Um, but yeah, he just won best best goalie in the NHL. And I we're know. like, we don't want to give it up. I know. He really was a, a fixture, the, the face of the team here in Las Vegas and was always out in the community and such a great guy. Always stopped to chat with the fans. And we are going to miss Marc-Andre Fleury, Chicago. Our loss is definitely your gain. Treat him well. Yes, and they play the Golden Knights on January 8th. So I got to hop on and get those tickets because that's going to be a good one, right? Yes. (laughs) Also traded uh, Ryan Reeves, who is, you know, the bad boy of the team, the enforcer. But uh, he also really planted roots here in Las Vegas and uh, worked with a brewing company to come up with his own line of beer. Yeah. here in craft beer. So Ryan Reeves, he well, was traded to the New York Rangers, but says he's not going to be a stranger. He's no. going to be back. I think he said he got a house to retire in here. So he'll yeah. be back. He's going to retire here whenever that may be. He said the brewery's sticking. Yep. The beer's sticking. And then, you know, uh, Ryan Reeves is also the face of our uh, Southern Nevada Water District commercials <laughs> that encourage people not to use a lot of water. And what happens is, is like if you turn your sprinklers on for a long period of time in the commercial, Ryan Reeves will like show up and like get on you. you. Yeah, Yeah. body check you and stuff. So it was so funny when he got traded, um, people were tweeting me back going, well, I'm going to go turn on my sprinklers, you know, and and let it loose now. The enforcer is not here anymore. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but he's he's going to New York and he seems excited about it in the end and, and good for you. We will miss you. Yes, we will. And, you know, big changes for the team. But, you know, again, it's one of those things that people from outside of Las Vegas are saying, listen, you guys are new to pro sports and this is what happens. There's players you love and ultimately they'll end up getting traded. Sports is sports. And, you know, for our next show that we do when we tell stories and funny Vegas-related stories and nights that have wowed us, one would be when we were together and we partied with the Golden Knights. Oh my gosh. Remember that? Yeah, we'll have to save that. That's yeah. a good that's a good story. <laughs> it is a good story. That was a good night. Yeah, and big shout out to everyone who loved last week's podcast. We did a top ten Vegas moments through the years, Sean and I. And if you haven't listened, go back to episode seventy nine. People were loving the podcast, saying they just enjoyed listening to our celebrity encounters and our random nights, and it was a good one. Yeah, and I'm actually surprised that the the night with the Golden Knights didn't make the list, <laughs> but I guess that just means that we have to do another one of our top 10 moments. We sure do. And somebody wrote us about one of the nights I had with um, Sofia Vergara and her family. Oh, right. And I was like thinking, you know, I actually have some videos on my phone from that <laughs> night. And she was like, post it. And I'm like, ah, we'll see. So I'll go back and, but maybe we'll have video complimented stories next time. Oh, there we, we go. Go back and, and try and find. I still have video of that Golden Knights night too. Oh, good. Good. Well, we'll, we'll do that for sure. I have a selfie that I posted when I was sad when <laughs> Marc-Andre Fleury oh. got traded. But um, Okay, let's talk Derek Huff. What a talent this guy is, right? He is a dancer, a choreographer. He's Emmy-nominated, Emmy winner. I think he's been nominated for 11 Emmys total. Man, that's incredible. And he is just such an incredible talent. And, I mean, you're listening up until this point on Vegas Revealed, episode 80, and you're like, my gosh, they've already talked about so much. But no, wait, Mm -mm. we still have Derek Huff to talk to. I know, we have Derek Huff and the folks from Potted Potter. We've got a lot more coming up on the podcast. So, listen, I was able to actually get a quick Zoom interview with Derek 
Great conversation. I also wrote a story that will be in Deluxe Version magazine, which we focus on his his career, also his love life. He's got some great tips on how Ooh. to keep a relationship together. Yeah. What he likes to do on his off time. Uh, but we talked to him mostly about his Vegas show because he is really excited to be back on stage. He's kicking off a show in September at the Venetian. And what's cool, Sean, is that he was supposed to do the show before COVID hit. And so, you know, just like everyone else, very frustrated that they had to cancel. But he's back. Derek, first of all, we're excited that you're coming back to Vegas because you were supposed to do a show that obviously got put on hold, but now it's it's coming back and you seem really excited about it too. I can tell. Yeah, I, I cannot wait. Um, I just, I have so much pent up energy and, and excitement for this um, that I, I'm just ready to hit that stage. You know, I've been working on the music, I'm getting it all together. I have, you know, my costume designers coming over tonight. We're, we're designing the costumes. Um, it, it's, I'm so excited. I'm just so excited for this, uh, to be with people and the energy and just that shared experience. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an amazing show and I, I, I'm really proud of it and I just, I can't wait for people to see it. Well, and tell us a little bit about the show. Cause I mean, you know, what people can expect. So they go to the show or, you know, obviously we're going to see you dancing and what else are we going to see? I mean, I know you're planning on doing a few things. You said it's going to have other elements. Yeah. Well, I, it, it the, what, what makes it so great is the, all the different genres, right? I mean, I, I cover the gamut from like rock and roll to big band music. I mean, I, I have like a Michael Bublé song in there and he actually was kind enough to send me, you know, his stems for his band. So, um, you know, it, it's going to have so many different uh, styles and so many different songs that I sing, um, primarily dancing. It's just, it's nonstop. It's a lot of energy and takes you on a journey. Um, and there's something for everybody, you know, from like the passionate, like tangos and the rumbas and to the pastas dobles and to like Motown medleys and to rock and roll and to just, there's everything. The one liner is that it's a rock concert for dance. You know, it really is. It's like, it's that feeling where you want to get up and dance. You want to get up and move. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, just, and it, just the music itself. Like, I can't wait for that. I can't wait to feel and hear the music on stage. Because it just, it's just, it's just so big. But all, all, all the dancers have been, you know, like handpicked and have, are all extraordinary um, in what they do and so talented, so athletic. Um, and uh, it's going to be, it's just going to be an epic show. Barely, I'm, I, I, I'm trying to figure out ways to get some pyro in there and some like fire or something. I'm, I'm, I'm like, guys, I'm in Vegas. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta add some pyro in there somewhere, you know? definitely you got to do that and I think people are ready to feel good I feel like the audiences you know they're going to be the same but they're going to be different and people are looking for a good time and they want to leave happy I mean especially after the year we've had you know my my goal my sort of my mission if you will um for for so many years now is whenever I do these live shows is I really genuinely want people to, to walk out there feeling just positive and feeling great and feeling good so not and not just because the music or the dancing but just you know, some of the things I, I might incorporate in there and, and inject in there just to sort of, uh, to, I want everybody to feel sort of light and lifted um, and, uh, and inspired, you know, when they, when they walk out of that room. And, and I think that, uh, you know, for me, more than ever, I have more of a mission to do that and more of a calling uh, to put on a great show, have a great time, but also to make people feel good. And you have a little bit of history in Las Vegas, right? I do. My mom, my mom lived in Vegas for 20 years. Um, so I would, as a kid, I would always go and visit her and, 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 you know, walk the strip and look at all the hotels and see the shows. And, and, you know, here I am I, having my own show in Vegas. Is, it's incredible. It's amazing. And uh, it's cool to be sort of uh, 
to, to kind of almost like be like a local there. You know what I mean? Um, after, after my mom living there for 20 years, it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Well, and do you have any favorite spots or any favorite things to do in Las Vegas or? I mean, I love the shop. I mean, ugh, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's good. But, but, uh, but I, I also love the outdoors, you know, and I love, I love all the things that are outside the strip, you know, and how, how really normal it is and how beautiful and, and not far away. You can be on Lake Mead, you know, wake surfing, or you could be, you know, hiking in the, or mountain biking up in the mountains, you know? So, um, I love, I love anything outdoor. Yeah. And it's good here. I mean, obviously, once it gets a little cooler, it's a great outdoor spot. So thank you so much for your time. We are so looking forward to you and your show coming to Las Vegas. I, I, and I love that you have many, many shows on the schedule, you know, not just one or two. I mean, people can come and and they and if they love it, they can go back again. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. September 22nd. Tickets are already on sale right now. And and yeah, it's going to be a great time. I can't wait. Listen, Derek, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. It's always great to hear from Derek and, you know, with his Vegas connections, it'll be great to have him here with his show for about three months this fall. I know it should be good. You know, they've been putting a lot of shows in that theater at the Venetian. It's where human nature used to perform. Right. Quick note, speaking of human nature, I saw, did you see they did an update recently? They had to cancel part of their tour in Australia Uh, because of COVID. I felt terrible for them. They were just getting pumped up to to do a lot over there, but they said due to current COVID Delta strain situation that's happening in Australia and it's affecting the venue restrictions and the travel that the remaining tour dates for their 2021 shows have now moved to 2022. So I know we have a lot of listeners that love human nature and have followed them through the years. Yeah. And I know that those guys are, are disappointed too, because they love to get up on stage, mm-hmm. do what they do and they do it so well. And their fans have been looking forward to it too. So that's a disappointment that all around that they have to push those dates to next year down in Australia. All right. And we hope to see everyone at Derek Huff's show at the Venetian. Okay. Another show that's back is Potted Potter. And this is, I mean, Harry Potter fans love this show. Yeah. The Potterheads go crazy for it because essentially Potted Potter crams every single one of the Harry Potter books into a show that lasts 70 minutes. So you go through everything in just a short amount of time, and it really is funny. It really is. And it there's only two cast members, okay? So as you can imagine, for 70 minutes, two guys, it's a whirlwind. It's a lot of action. I was at the opening night over at the Bally's Magic Attic showroom, and I talked to Nicholas Charles and James Edwards. They are really excited to be back on stage. You guys, I'm excited to be here. I saw the show about two years ago, loved it. And I must say, you know what I liked is I have never read one single Harry Potter book, but I did see some of the movies. But isn't that the point? I mean, it's for fans and then people who also don't really, you know, follow Harry Potter to a T. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, luckily for us, you know, we've seen all the films as well, like over and over and over again. And that's the good thing about the show. I mean, you could be obsessed with Harry Potter and find all the little nuances that are hilarious, or you can be not a fan and also find it hilarious just because it's funny because it, it's it's uh it's it's just two of us it's two it's two actors up uh, on stage doing all 70 books in 70 minutes excuse me all seven books in 70 minutes um and it's just two of us so i play harry and nick plays every other character and that's part of the fun well it is and i must say it's a lot with two people when you'd think like how is this going to work but i was thoroughly entertained and uh laughing a lot too right it's hey we try and make it the most fun possible we say bring your kids it's family friendly there's a little bit of something for everyone. And as James said, you really don't have to read a book like yourself to get any of it. 
because we just basically mess around and do our own thing for the most part. And if you've seen the show before, I will say as well, we've changed a lot of stuff since the pandemic. Uh, we've tried to be a little more COVID conscious with uh, how comfortable our audiences are. So if you've seen it, come back and see Potter Potter 2.0. Well, you are very COVID-friendly with just two people in the show, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, we didn't have to do any uh, intense restricting for rehearsals and everything right. like that. We were, we, were, we were fine. Well, and for people that don't know, I mean, this show is here in Las Vegas, but it's, it's been all over, right? I mean, this is a continuous, uh, is it touring? Uh, this is actually the 15th anniversary of the show. So this show started in London with Dan and Jeff as a street theatre show when there were only six books even released. It grew and grew and grew. They did the West End, they took it off Broadway, and it's been touring around the US. Not at the moment because of some restrictions in certain states, um, but I know as soon as they lift those restrictions, they're going to be in every corner of the world. And how does it feel to be back on stage? Oh, it feels incredible. I'm, I'm sure the audience can relate. It feels good to be back in the theater. It's good to be back, you know, going out and, and seeing people just happy again. It's, it's, uh, it, it's immeasurable, honestly. It really, really is. I think everyone is just really excited to be out and really excited to just live again in, in a different way. So. Well, listen, do you guys have any uh, favorite things that you love to do in Las Vegas? Because we always do a little tip seg segment where we like to ask people, like, do you have a favorite restaurant, a favorite thing to do, a little hidden gem you want to let our no listeners know about? Because they're sick of listening to our tips. So I like to get other people's. Anything? Do you have a place you frequent? Shout out to Ellis Island, okay. our home, our friendly casino with the cheapest blackjack tables on the strip. <laughs> See, we've never had that one before. Ellis Island. It's great there. They even have a karaoke room. And also, they brew their own beer. So, I mean, how, uh, what more can you ask for, really? Thank you guys so much. <laughs> okay, so now we know Ellis Island is their place. That's a good spot. I know. It is a good spot. So uh, thanks for sharing that tip with us, Nicholas and James. Also, just a note, you know, the show is family-friendly like they, they mentioned, and they do have 2 p.m. showtimes on select days. So they have 8 p.m. showtimes and 2 p.m. showtimes. So check out the calendar. But if you want to bring the kids, that would be a really good time to go. Also, while I was there, uh, Delius Kennedy from All for One was there as well, talking to the guys. Really? Yeah, and then I sat next to him at the show. All for One's a great band. Oh, my gosh. Is it a band or a group? A group. Group, probably. <laughs> but, yeah, they've got some good songs. And, yeah, he was there at the show, so nice to see him support Potted Potter. And he was laughing through the whole thing. See, you never know who you're going to sit next to. You don't. When you go to a Vegas show. Even at Usher. When you were there the other night, Ashley Simpson was there with her husband. Yeah, we saw them when we were out at the pre-party so that was kind of fun to see her like just hanging out and i hadn't seen her in a long time but yeah they were there you just never know you're right and sometimes you know they just blend in and speaking of usher dana i know that his show over at caesar's coliseum is your tip of the week so let's get to the tips <laughs> Yeah, this is a show that you have already seen, so I was able to go see it. I wanted to talk about an extra, and this is the Ush Backstory. That's what it's called. It is a kind of a VIP experience that you take part in before the show, an hour before the show starts, okay? okay. So you sign up. Um, we went, and you go like kind of underground so like under the coliseum like you're let out this back door you stand and wait by the gift shop they lead you into this area that has like three different themed rooms and i'm talking like uh well there were strippers 
There oh. were uh, also like tap dancers and lounge singers. Wow. And then there was like um, kind of sexed up dancers behind a glass. It, it was all sorts of stuff. That sounds like quite the experience. I don't even Dana. know if I'm describing it the right way. I don't even think you can describe it. But you go into these rooms. You can You can buy merchandise. There's little bars. And it's this whole experience basically and usher stuff all over the wall I, I don't even know how to describe it I think you need to go but it ended with we went out the back to this like back lot party where there was like break dancing and stuff and then like usher was there just hanging out we were all circled around I got video I put it on our uh, Vegas revealed TikTok and also our Instagram but usher was there kind of like cheering on the dance crew and dancing and it was so much fun and so during this experience you'll see Usher will pop in at some point. Huh. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Very cool. And so this is all leading up to him yes. going on stage? Right. So it's all before. Then you're led up these stairs right into the Coliseum. You show your ticket and you're brought to your seat. So, wow. And then you get these little Usher coins before you go downstairs into the backstory and you can use them to get a drink. It's a whole thing. But, you know, really creative the way that they, they did it. And if you are a diehard Usher fan, I would say definitely go to the backstory splurge. I went in the Coliseum. The whole room was full. It was packed. Um, my thoughts about the show, kind of similar to yours. Great opening, great end. I haven't followed Usher too much, um, so I didn't know like all the words to every song, everything. But let me tell you, the audience did, and the Usher fans loved it. Um, he did some solo parts in the middle. I wish he would have talked a little bit more, like kind of shouted out to the Vegas crowd and stuff like that that was the one thing that i thought was really lacking just to kind of personalize it to vegas a little bit but you know listen the crowd loved it um the music was great and it it was really fun well good i'm glad you were able to go over there experience usher for yourself and have the uh backstory backstory experience experience. oh yeah it was it was behind glass (laughs) yeah it's hard to explain again i feel bad because my description is just awful but it's just very random and all over and And that's what Vegas is about. Well, I guess the moral of the story is you need to go and experience (laughs) the backstory for yourself to get a full appreciation of everything that it is. Right. Another thing that you need to experience for yourself if you are a (laughs) believer, which is a Justin Bieber fan, is uh, the Justin Bieber and Friends Las Vegas Weekender. This is just announced, and it's happening over at Wynn Las Vegas. It's three days and nights of pool parties and nighttime events with an entire lineup of entertainment curated by Justin Bieber. It's also going to include some pop-up activations over those three days. And and this sounds like a really fun time. And this follows Justin's one-night-only performance at Win Las Vegas back in July. Right. And then he made an appearance at uh, Delilah Supper Club opening too. And everyone was kind of wondering, like, is this going to be part of something bigger? You know, it just seems weird for like a one-off. So, I mean, this announcement um, just came out. And another tip is he has a link on his Instagram in his bio where you can go pop your email in there so that you can get all the information about this upcoming event 
right to your inbox. So do that if you're interested and you really want to follow what's going on. He doesn't release too many other details. All right. Well, we will stay tuned for sure. Um, We are recording this podcast on a Thursday. And tonight, Sean is going to check out uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Las Vegas because that show now returned. They opened and were only open for a short time before they had to close during COVID. Yeah. And of course, RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, has just become a hit on vh1 and you know winning emmy after emmy after emmy and people (laughs) have loved the show now rupaul has created rupaul's drag race live which is over at flamingo las vegas with some of the stars of the more recent seasons of rupaul's drag race such a fun show there was a limited series uh kind of documenting the show's creation and that series kind of ended when covid started because the show stopped um so hopefully they'll be able to pick that up again um but we were there at the the opening and the red carpet and the outfits are amazing Mm -hmm. and the drag queens are so excited so it'll be good to see them back on stage again over there at flamingo and we'll have everything about rupaul's drag race live returning to the stage next week here on vegas revealed I feel like once again we could go on and on. There are just so many stories to tell and things that we witness and do here in Las Vegas, um, but we run out of time. And a lot of you listen while you're out for a run or doing chores around the house, so we know that that time is winding down for you, and we don't want to make you work out longer than you have to. (laughs) Exactly. Or do more chores. Quick shout out for our Hall of, what do we call it, the Hall of Fame? Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame. We got another donation from Rob, our friend in Atlanta. I wanted to, to send a shout out to him. Uh, he gave us a second donation uh, about a month ago, and we have been busy with vacationing and pre-planned podcasts, so we didn't get to give a shout out to Rob. We appreciate you so much. We got a donation in from Brian from Las Vegas, who listens to the podcast all the time. We appreciate you so much, Brian. Really, these donations make a difference for us. We put a lot of time into the podcast. Sean and I also run our own business, a media company, so we have to really make time for this stuff. And a lot of the things that we do, we love doing it. We have so much fun doing it. But, you know, that is time-consuming too. And we always make sure that we're getting video and pictures for social media so that you guys can get, you know, that that firsthand experience, even if you're not here. Yeah. So the donations really do help us to to keep up all of the efforts to keep Vegas Revealed going. And you can find the link to our PayPal down in the show notes. Uh, If you click down there on whatever platform you're listening on, you'll see the link. Yeah, we appreciate it so, so much. And as always, you can check us out online on our social media or at Vegas-Revealed.com. And now you can hear us on the radio here in Southern Nevada and Southern California. Just go to HighwayRadio.com. Have a great week, everyone. Captain? On behalf of the flight crew, thank you for flying with us and have a pleasant day. Let's go to Vegas, baby.